guys, welcome to episode two of the All Systems Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Marvosh, alongside my partner, Ryan Turner. And today we've got a very special guest for you from the physical fitness world. Ryan and I have been very fortunate to be around some bright minds in coaching, but also in physical fitness. And I think it would be hard for us not to point out that in the last 10 years, there's probably been nothing more influential to the game of golf than sports recovery and physical fitness being brought to light by guys like Tiger Woods. Now you see, you know, Brooks Kepka was seen squatting 200 plus pounds before winning the back-to-back U.S. Opens a couple weeks ago. So there's no question that it's a little bit controversial, but we're hoping to bring to light some of those things. And um, our guest today is Zach Ray. He's a physical therapist and a sports-specific trainer. Uh, that specializes in rotary movement and um, he's out of Westlake Village at a company called Live Athletics and these guys are working with some of the best athletes in the world from all sports so golf certainly is part of their daily training uh, but they're also looking at MLB players, football players, volleyball players, you name it these professional um, athletes are involved with Live Athletics and um, it's very exciting to be formally partnered with them and, and specifically talking with Zach today about the screens that he performs and the most common things that he sees. And then we, of course, are going to relate that to the golf swing and, and the uh, average player. So a really great podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it and, and let us know in the comments below what you want to see from Zach in, in uh, future episodes because he's definitely going to be a regular on our show. Enjoy it. Hey, Zach. How you doing, man? Thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I can't wait. It's going to be some fun. Yeah, glad to have you here, Zach. Got some, uh, some interesting topics to talk about, some good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. Definitely. So, um, Zach, for the listeners, we have a lot of new listeners this week. Can you just kind of give us just a quick breakdown of what you've been up to the last couple of years and, and your background in, uh, in, in live athletics and, and what you've been doing? Sure. I mean, I, I'm a physical therapist by trade, so I'm trained on the, the medical side and injury rehab side, but it's kind of morphed over the last several years into, you know, injury performance, uh, injury like performance and injury prevention type of stuff. So um, specifically a lot with rotary guys, baseball players, golfers um, looking for areas of lack of uh, power production and also just breakdown from rotating, you know, the same way again and again and again. So um, it's, it's led to some cool things and yeah, we got to practice in, you know, Westlake village where we have, you know, um, clients that come in and out and anything from rehab, but we also have a lot of the, the higher end guys that are looking to gain an edge on competition too. So it's been good. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What about uh, just your quick background on um, schooling and, and what you were studying? Cause I know you did mention there was something about uh, golf and, and specific, you know, rotary action to the golf swing. Yeah. So I got, I, I did my doctoral work down in Chapman uh, down in Orange County and my area of focus was core stabilization and, and rotary sport. So um, how the, the core actually will integrate and work and load and unload um, when under lo- uh, rotary stress. So 
um, yeah, it seems to be uh, applicable towards golf. It was kind of at the beginning when golf kind of started to explode with golf fitness. So I got lucky and kind of got into the field a little early, but um, it's come a long ways. The fields continues to change and move. And, um, you know, I'm still learning as we go, but there's some key things that I think that a lot of people are still missing and uh, from their from their workout regiments and as well as some of the coaches and stuff, you know, with the new swing techniques and stuff that they can enhance it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a still an ongoing an ongoing field where I think we're all still continuing to learn. No, qu- awesome. no question. Yeah. Did you uh, play sports yourself growing up, Zach? I did. I, I played uh, baseball, basketball, football. Came from a small town, so it's kind of got a chance to play everything. It's not like today kids, you know, they have to specialize so young. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a hack golfer, too. You know, I get out there a little bit and, and, and lose a couple balls here and there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've all been there. We've all yeah. been there. <laughs> uh, how many years have you been uh, working working with people doing physical therapy type of work? Uh, this is my 11th year. Unbelievable, Thanks. I know. 11. Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in, that, in that time, I bet you've seen a lot of golfers, right? Yeah, I've been fortunate to have, you know, old golfers, young golfers, you know, golfers trying to get their tour cards and, you know, high, highly competitive golfers. So, um, you know, I actually enjoy golf and the golf client and the golf culture a lot because, you know, it can be objectifiably measured, you know, whether it be scoring or, you know, most of these guys that have pain, they know normally know how they break down, you know, if they're trying to hit a hard, you know, driver and, you know, it causes some sense of pain, it's easy to objectifiably measure and test to see if we have actually made improvements. So, yeah. yeah so, so you guys run uh, physical screens to do that or how, how would you find, you know, yeah, find so that information our, our systems, So our systems, I mean, over, over the course of years and stuff, we kind of develop a bunch of different ways to kind of screen for rotation and we can specifically talk about golf, but it's applicable to baseball and things as well. Um, by looking at key areas that cause rotation um, from the ground up and starting to identify what's normal and what's not normal. And, you know, there's some trends. If you don't have some type of range of motion in one joint, there's going to be some um, compensation patterns in the other joints or other movement patterns that causes, you know, can be performance loss, but most often it's going to be more of the injury, uh, you know, uh, capacity will go up. So, um, yeah, I mean, physical screens are great. I think that if you're not doing physical screens, you're far, far, far behind um, just as far as how we actually install fitness programs. And even, to be honest with you, some of the stuff that you guys do as far as corrective um, golf mechanics as well. Yeah, so it sounds like you're talking about a chain reaction of, of somewhere in the body being tight that leads to injuries in other areas of the body. Yeah, um, and, and the crazy thing you know, when we when we look at rotation specifically, that's why they give you golf spikes is because they want you to, to generate or you should be generating energy off the ground. So ground reaction force. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in the golf world, you know, about foot pressures and all that different type of thing. But that's another conversation. But specifically talking that energy that you that you that you can build from being from those golf spikes being in the ground and how it transfers. We're trying to transfer that energy, you know, to your hands and ultimately to the club face. And if energy is not transferred correctly, the part that's the missing link or the the link that doesn't link up with the rest of the mechanics, that's often where the energy goes. And if that energy goes there, that's normally where injury happens. So a lot of people that have back stiffness, it's strictly because their kinetic chain and the sequence where they go 
their backs late and it's out of sequence. So that energy gets exploded there rather than being in the club face. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. And, so, and back pain's got to be the number one issue with golfers. But I'm interested to hear from the physical screens you've done what you found. Is it somewhere else in the body that's limiting them or is it well, coming I think, from the back? I think that honestly – Low, you're you're hit the nail on the head. I think low back pain, low back stiffness is probably the number one complaint from golfers. But the reason why that happens, I think, change. And I think that there's there's few reasons why that can happen. That's not necessarily you know comes to the to the eye naturally. And that's one is ankle range of motion, ankle dorsiflexion. And for those that don't know what that means, that's if you sat down and you had your feet out in front of you. If you point your toes away from your face, that's plantar flexion. If you bring your toes back towards your face, that's dorsiflexion. So when you're standing, if you have limited dorsiflexion, which could be to, due to the joint or due to calf tightness or, um, you know, soleus, another calf muscle tightness, that can actually cause you to have, like, early extension at the golf ball. And you guys can speak to, you know, what early extension does, but that's not necessarily the best position to have your back in when under, you know, speed or load. So um, that's definitely one that I think that needs to be looked at more. Um, another big one is actually the hips and how much the hip internal and external rotation um, the hips have. We most of the time look at that as a global number as far as, you know, the K factors now, like, you know, all the different amounts of range of motions that are how much turn you have. But specifically looking at, is the turn coming from the hips or is the turn coming from the back? Because ultimately if you don't have the motion in your hips, it's going to have to be compensated somewhere in your back and that's not good either. So are you actually looking at internal and external um, range of motions off of, you know, comparable hips? So when we take a backswing, your left hip, your left hip externally rotate and your right hip should internally rotate. This would be for a right-handed golfer. Mm -hmm. So you should be turning into that hip. Well, if your external on one side is limited and your internal is not, it's still going to limit your backswing. So it's, it's being able to identify some of those key areas because that can change the corrective exercise program and ultimately their fitness plans, which will get them, you know, into better positions for you guys to be able to do what you guys need to do. That's crazy. So, so all the golfers out there listening, your back pain could be coming from ankle mobility, which is not something that you think about automatically. No, hey, my ankles aren't moving right. That's why my back hurts. <laughs> that's just that's and, crazy that you can make that connection. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of these golfers too. I mean, not everybody, but you know, walking is a big part of golf. And you know, with walking, people normally will have some sense of you know just calf stiffness, tightness over time. But if you're not addressing that, that's like you know plaque on your teeth that can build up and build up and build up, and all of a sudden your backs can actually be the culprit that or that could be the culprit that causes this back to finally you know be painful or extra stiff yeah it's a good way to put it for sure crazy stuff i bet if i asked 10 golfers you know that that question why do you think your back hurts not a single one would, would guess that so that's that's no. why you're the expert <laughs> probably not well and i think i think it's important to look because that's not something that ryan and i have heard every single day you know that mobility range of motion in the ankles can actually lead to back pain i mean certainly our, our background is you know as tpi certified professionals we've understood that back pain isn't you know it is an effect of what's going on down below but to hear you that 
you know, simple mobility work in your ankles can not only help you with these things that we're talking about that create rotary speed, like ground reaction forces, uh, and therefore rotation. Um, it, it's just amazing to me. So Zach, how many people out of, would you say a hundred would suffer from enough, uh, limited mobility in the ankles to the point where it needs to be addressed? I'll tell you, I do this all day and we do thousands of treatments a month. And uh-huh. I'm not saying all these people are golfers, but I would tell you out of all those people, I, I see a handful of people that have proper ankle mobility. Um, the rest of them all could stand to benefit. Obviously there's some that are worse than others. Sure. But all in all, I think that the ankle is just highly overlooked and, you know, it, it could go, we could contribute it to, you know, shoe wear, to our lifestyle, to a, a lot of different things, but specifically looking at that dorsiflexion number, very, very few people actually have the the prescribed amount that we should have to have normal motion and take the pressure off the back and to be able to sit into a deep squat or whatever the motion is without without compromise. And why do you think that is, that, that majority of people don't have this mobility? Is it because of lifestyle or is it because of, you know, the way we walk or what, what do you think that is? Um, you know, the new trends in, a, in my field actually is starting to go into shoe wear, you know, and, you know, and some of these shoes that we wear now could actually be doing a disservice to us through the fact that, uh, you know, that like the top end Nike shoes and all these shoes, they cause, <laughs> they make it so easy on your feet to walk that your feet actually can get weaker at times. Wow. And, and over time, if that weakness can, can, can creep in something has to make up for that and a lot of times what's getting weaker is the intrinsic muscles in the feet and so the calf kind of has to dominate and when the calf dominates any muscle that's overactive is normally a tight muscle and just over you know years generations of walking like that that's why so many people are prone to calf you know where they say i got knots in my calf and i can't ever get my calves to loosen up well a lot of it can be contributed to just, you know, intrinsic foot weakness, which can then be linked to, you know, shoe wear of choice. A lot of my training that we do um, in-house is actually, you know, barefoot or in minimalist shoes Mm -hmm. um, just so that people can start to feel the ground again and start to get their feet to actually fire. And some of those muscles can actually be, you know, stimulated. And you'd be amazed. I mean, that can help with just ankle spraining problems, um, calf stiffness just globally. Um, and then obviously what we're talking about specifically is it can unlock some of that dorsiflexion range of motion, um, pretty quick, actually. That's great. Yeah. Ryan, do you have anything to add to the ankle dorsiflexion? Yeah, I'd kind of just, uh, I kind of wonder how that relates to the golf swing. So if your ankles are tight and that's work, that's chain reaction, you know, up your body, what do you, how is that relating to their golf swing? So if they're tight in their lower body, are those guys going to have short, stiff back swings, would you say? I think the number one fault that you'll see with lack of dorsiflexion is the inability to sit into their swing. And I mean, there's all different squats. Yeah. All different types of coaching. And some people don't believe that. Some people do believe in it. But I think the thing that you'll see the most is, is they early extend at the golf ball. So their hips Mm -hmm. will actually thrust at the golf ball. Um, during the downswing near impact, which 
I mean, you guys can speak to it. If that's if that's happening, I'm I'm sure that there's flaws and faults to the to the contact that's going to happen from that, where it's hard to make consistent swings on the ball. Yeah, I think it's interesting because from our standpoint in our world, you know, we look at early extension, and the first thing that comes to mind these days is that the shaft is steep in early transition, and it's the golfer's sort of last-ditch effort to shallow out. And so it's it's funny because I've been noticing a few patterns um, with with some of my, my students. And, you know, when you look at their, their dorsiflexion, I, I can almost guarantee just from hearing your, your facts there that there's probably a better chance that we could get them, you know, pretty quickly out of early extension by looking more at their ankles and less about this obsession with, you know, a shaft that's slightly steep in early transition. I don't know all of a sudden that seems to be in vogue. And, you know, we kind of at all systems golf, we try to shy away from what's popular or what's now and, and, and focus more on the history and, and certainly our experience. So it, it's cool to hear it from the medical side for sure. Yeah, I think you're on to it to continue to keep looking that, that direction um, for sure. So, Zach, we talked about the ankles, what, and you said something about the hips, but I know in our conversations prior that you had also mentioned one of the common flaws or, or um, sort of limitations that you see in your everyday screens is shoulder mobility. So can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes into that same rotary component of the hips. So I'm, I'm going to speak about a right-handed golfer just to make this e- easier for the listeners to follow, but... Sure. So top of the swing, that right arm is in external rotation. And when you look at external rotation just from shoulder health, sometimes people have limitations there that can be causing um, different compensation patterns. So specifically, we talked about back pain. This can also be another limited factor that's not looked at enough that can be causing low back pain because as external rotation rotates up so that's you trying to move that your wrist backwards behind your head or however you want to say that right tucking your right elbow and yeah exactly so if you don't have that range of motion in your in your shoulder very few people will just stop their swing there instead they continue to get further up and up and up and that range of motion is coming through increased lordosis in the low back which Mm. they actually start to you know stick their butt out and their low back arches and, you know, that now they're not really using the range of motion is not coming from the shoulder. It's coming from, you know, lower, oh, lower, lower back. Exactly. And so that causes a lot of issues, just in the fact of mechanics for injury, but also performance. But also, I mean, a big thing, too, is being consistent and being able to control that because the more moving pieces, as you guys can speak, the, the harder it is to coordinate and control. So. I think that that's another big one that people don't look at. And then when we do our screens, we look at them in standing. We chest test external rotation in standing, but then we'll also look at them in like a five iron golf posture because things can change Absolutely. when you get into a little bit of hip flexion. And does their range of motion really, really decrease when they when they flex their hips? Uh, probably not. But what really does happen is their coordination control from doing that can be limited. So rather than having a mobility issue, they might have a motor control issue right. being able to stabilize that correctly. Yeah, and then our TPI screen, I mean, we're obviously looking at internal, external shoulder rotations um, for both shoulders. And 
you know, we also test, like you said, in, in the golf posture, because like you said, things can change, you know, for sure. I think that's really cool because, you know, it's interesting. You said that we're striving to get to external rotation at the top of the swing. And we're talking again about the um, trail shoulder for any golfer. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you kind of, I mean, obviously you've experienced golf and, and worked with a number of athletes in golf, but it's funny that you do that in instruction because for us, and I know specifically Ryan, he's very internal at the top of his backswing. And, you know, I actually personally believe that kind of allows him to go more external um, on the downswing. And it's not the prettiest picture at the top of the backswing, but um, it sounds to me like, for most golfers, it might make more sense for them to be a little more internal to be able to go a little external. Would you agree with that? Well, I, I think what you, if they go internal, external, is that like laying it off? Is that is that how you're saying that? Yeah. So essentially, internal would you, we're looking at the trail shoulder. So for a right hand golfer, it'd be the right shoulder, and um, at the top of the backswing, be more of like a flying right elbow. If you picture Jack Nicholas, sure. And in transition, as they start down, um, there's sort of a maybe a reverse short uh, uh, stretch shortened cycle where the elbow can or the shoulder can now go more external. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I think okay. that everybody, if that's a, if that's a swing mechanic that's being coached, then you're correct in that because that can get you more external because of the stretch yeah. shortening cycle for sure. Okay, and sometimes. I mean, just in movement mechanics, if you're holding at the end range of motion, there's not a lot of power at the end range. And for the listeners, you guys can vouch for this. If you put your hamstrings on maximum stretch and then try to fire them, there's not, there's not a lot of pop. Yeah. There's not a lot of energy or, or force or strength. Mm-hmm. So the most strength that you're going to be able to get is elastic strength. And, you know, elastic strength is exactly what you're talking with the stretch shortening cycle is, you know, if you're going to load up for a vertical jump, you wouldn't want to sit at the bottom of the squat for three seconds and then jump. you want right. to be able to bounce down and bounce up. And the whole reason for that is because the elastic properties of how our muscular system works. So you're just making a very finite example of it, of how you can actually get some of that actually in the shoulder range of motion to, to get them in the right spots or even be as a performance dynamic. Yeah. And then lastly, just on that one quick topic, if, if you, from our standpoint, Ryan and I have kind of studied this a little bit more. If you were more external, which I've definitely gone to um, and talked to instructors that maybe only teach it because, you know, it looks pretty. It's what Hogan did um, and a lot of the great ball strikers of all time. It's one of the things they've had in common. And so, you know, there's sort of this thought, well, maybe if you can go external all the way to the top, but just like we talked about stretch shorten cycle from internal to allowing you to go external and trail shoulder. It's probably fair to say that if I go overly external in my backswing, I'm probably more likely to go internal as opposed to maintaining that external shoulder rotation. Yeah, that's, there's, there's definite argument for that to be correct. Yes. Very cool. Zach, where can the uh, listeners find you? Please share your uh, social media and anything else. Yeah, our social, our Instagram, Live Athletics, just how it's spelled. Um, and then, obviously, they can check out some stuff about us online, liveathletics.com. Um, feel free to 
shoot us a, a DM on Instagram or shoot us an email or even give us a call if there's any other further questions. But, yeah, looking forward to continuing working with you guys, and thanks for having me on. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Zach. We look forward to the next one. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, bye. Thanks, Zach. Hey, guys, that was Episode 2 with Zach Ray and the All Systems Golf Podcast. A lot of fun sitting down with Zach. Every time we sit down with him, we definitely learn something new and definitely one of the brighter minds as far as the uh, rotary athletic movement is concerned. And I think you're going to see a lot more of Zach in the golf world. Um, As we've said in the podcast, he does work with a number of professional athletes, but he also works with the everyday individual that is looking for uh, better sports performance or even recovery. So if you're in the Westlake Village area, definitely encourage you to look him up. Go on his website. It's www.liveathletics.com. And of course, he's on the social media channels and Instagram and Facebook at Live Athletics. So check him out. Give him some support. Um, We're super excited to continue and discuss some topics that I think a lot of you guys are going to be interested in. And it's stuff that I think is a little bit new. You know, when I think of uh, talking to our first conversations with Zach, I immediately thought of a Band-Aid fix and early extension, which we've seen in golf magazines and, and YouTube and social media where you just kind of put your butt up against a chair and you keep your butt against there and that'll keep you in posture. But I think what's important is to understand Zach's world and how a physical limitation, and as he said in the podcast, something that he sees every single day as, as a limiting factor when you talk about ankle mobility, that's directly correlated to what we see in golfers, which is early extension. So not to say that every single person has uh, dorsiflexion problems and, and that's their cause for early extension, but I think what's important is as professionals, is that we're looking at all the areas and ticking off all the boxes that could or could not be possibilities for the root cause of, of what your uh, swing ailments are and, and particularly to avoid injury. So we'll continue to post some stuff in some videos on our social media channels. It's at All Systems Golf. Also check us up on YouTube. Uh, AllSystemsGolf.com is our website. We offer uh, screening and, and video analysis for you guys to take a look and see what the true root cause of your swing is and look for us to promote uh, a little bit more of self-screening processes so that we can really get to know you as a player even if we can't be there right in front of you. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Really appreciate all the support. Like us on Facebook. Set your notifications up for our next podcast and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Until then, keep improving and getting better.